Hello and welcome to another podcast from my Laser Focus Positivity podcast series. My name is Stuart Harding and I am here five days per week from Monday to Friday to try and hopefully make you feel a little bit more positive than you perhaps were before you started listening to this podcast. Before I discuss today's topic, let me just remind you or let you know if you're new to my channel that if you'd like to email me your queries or conundrums, then you can do so at stewysongs at gmail.com. That's S-T-E-W-Y-S-O-N-G-S at gmail.com. And I will endeavor to tackle them on a forthcoming show. And if you'd like to support my music career or merely check out my music, what with me being a musician amongst other things by trade, then you can do so via l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash Stewie Songs, and both my email address and this web address should be listed in the description of this podcast, and depending on which platform you are listening to it via, they should both be clickable as well. So today's show, I've just jotted down some bullet points uh, just did that a moment ago today's show is entitled i'm having trouble sleeping but i don't know why this is another topic just as the ones that i've discussed recently which i feel qualified to deal with and to talk about because i've actually had this problem myself i don't have it at the moment uh, i haven't had it for quite a long time but i did have it so i thought i'd give you some tips which have helped me the last time I encountered this problem, I was running an online marketing business. Okay, I ran an online marketing business for four years and 10 months, I think it was, before I became a musician in September 2017. Uh, I'm still self-employed now, but when my online bar... Uh, but when my online marketing business ended, I was able to sleep. Okay, so almost immediately uh, when I made the transition from online marketing to music, I was able to sleep again. You may have already worked out why that might be. According to science, the blue light emitted from devices, from the devices we use, hampers our ability to sleep. Okay. So I was spending, you know, something like 10 to 12 hours online often. You know, this was almost every day of the week. And it really did, I didn't realize it was impacting on my, um, you know, my ability to sleep until I stopped doing it, until I stopped spending, you know, stopped marketing for people and stopped spending that much time staring at a screen. So the first thing that pops into my head is if you're having trouble sleeping, put your phone down. Don't be on if if you have to be on your phone a lot. You know, I don't think many of us do. I think we're all probably on it far more than we actually need to be. But if you have to be on your phone a lot for whatever purpose, be it work or, you know, people rely on you, then try putting it down if possible, you know, a couple of hours before you go to sleep. That is going to, you know, I'm not sure of all the, the names for things where the science is concerned. But that is one of the ways that will help you to sleep. And there's also a blue light filter. I remember back in the, it would have been the mid 90s. I remember my IT teacher at my middle school. Um, he was always, always on his computer. Every time you went past the classroom, he was on his computer, whether he was, you know, teaching a class or not. And I remember he had this screen in front of his, his um, you know, in front of his uh the screen of his computer, which I think was some kind of blue light filter. So I think blue light filters have been known about for some time and their ability to, you know, I think it's something to do with the fact that, you know, we don't, when we're exposed to bright lights, we tend not to blink as much. I think it's something to do with that, but I'm not too clued up on the science, but um, I, so on the theme of the blue light filter, I have a Samsung galaxy S 10. It's not one of the latest models out, but it, you know, it's reasonably new, I suppose. And I've discovered, because I only recently purchased this, that it's got something on there called an eye comfort shield. 
Um, so I, I switched this on literally a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago, and um, I started u- using this before bedtime. And perhaps it was the placebo effect, but I did actually feel very sleepy. Normally, when I had my phone in my hand before bedtime, I didn't feel as sleepy. So it could have been the placebo effect, but I put this blue light filter on and it didn't seem to you know, make me feel as awake as I used to. So if if you've got a phone which is you know as modern as the S10 or if you've got one of the later phones out, one of the newer phones out, if I've got it on my S10, I'm pretty sure that you'll have something like the iComfort Shield. If you have a Galaxy, uh, I think you just swipe down and, and when the Wi-Fi thing comes up and the mobile data, I think there's another section. If you just swipe right, there is this thing called an iComfort Shield. Switch that on and it will filter out all the blue light. That will, um, I'm sure, uh, help you for sure. If your problem is not technology induced and you can't explain your insomnia, look at your diet. And one of the things was when I was putting this bullet point down, one of the first thing that popped into my head is coffee. I was talking to my mum on the phone earlier about uh, coffee and how there seems to be coffee shops everywhere these days. I'm sure people do like coffee, but I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that how addictive the caffeine is. Everywhere you look, there seems to be a coffee shop these days. So perhaps you need to cut your caffeine intake. The amount of people I see online saying, oh, I can't start my day without a coffee. Perhaps you, you know, perhaps you need to cut down on your caffeine. Maybe that's why you can't sleep. And maybe that's why society seems to have so many problems sleeping at the moment. I recently found myself, I started drinking coffee um, maybe a year or two ago, and I found myself drinking more and more and more and more of it. And I thought, I got to the point where, you know, initially I didn't really like coffee, and then I started to like it, and then I started to like it even more. And I thought, my God, I love coffee. Now, was it the fact that I love coffee, or was I actually becoming addicted to it? Okay, because I actually, there was one day I'd had, like, not loads more. I know you can feel overtired if you have too much, you know, if you have too much sleep, it can cause you, cause you to feel sluggish. But I was having not much more sleep than I used to. I was having like about half an hour or an hour more than I used to. And I was feeling absolutely exhausted mentally. And it was only that, only did I realize what the problem pro- probably was when my partner pointed out that I'd stopped drinking coffee. I just forgot because I was so busy to drink my coffee that, the way that I used to. And I think I was experiencing caffeine withdrawals. Okay. So I don't drink coffee almost at all now. Very, very rarely do I ever drink coffee. And I feel, you know, I, I feel a lot better. Um, so maybe, you know, your inability to sleep is partly, you know, n- not everything's solely, not one thing isn't usually solely responsible for everything, but perhaps one of the reasons that you can't sleep or you're having problems sleeping is because you consume too much caffeine. Many people do in this day and age, and the I'm sure Starbucks and Costa Coffee and those their likes, I'm sure they love it because it keeps them in business. If you've looked at your diet uh, with caffeine being a common culprit, then look at your mind. So if if this is not the factor, if you you know don't consume much coffee or anything or caffeine or any caffeine at all, then look to your mind. Okay, this is a positivity podcast after all. Perhaps you're worrying about something. And if not, perhaps you're subconsciously worrying. Uh, Something that's just popped into my head is I have a condition called psoriasis, which basically causes me to produce too much skin. My immune system when I was 17 years old was irreversibly uh, altered. And it just coincided, my psoriasis on my skin, I get flaking and scaling, I can control it with creams, but it started a month after my parents split up, okay? So, and it's, it, it, 
they know that the trigger for this is stress. And I didn't feel particularly worried about my parents splitting up at the time because I thought it was for the best. So that taught me uh, that worry and stress, it can be subconscious. You know, I don't really worry about anything on the surface, but when things happen, which ordinarily a normal person would be stressed about, my skin starts to flare up and I get my psoriasis becomes worse. That teaches, that has taught me that subconscious, you know, worry is partly, if not pr- primarily, subconscious. So with this in mind, sit on your own with no technology. Put yourself in a room, it doesn't matter where it is, right? In a quiet room, turn off all of the technology. And as you know, you may be familiar with the saying, you know, if you want to know where your heart, heart lies, look where your mind goes when it wanders. So put yourself in a quiet room, turn all the technology off, look where your mind goes when it's allowed to wander. This alone time might bring to the surface a sub, a subconscious worry that tech has been distracting you from. So all this technology might have been distracting you. When you go to bed, you're unable to sleep. You can't work out why. And that's because your subconscious is worrying about this thing that you're that it's worrying about. But your conscious mind has been distracted from this worry by all of the technology, perhaps, that we surround ourselves with. So by putting yourself in a quiet room, you're kind of coaxing this out this worry out from your subconscious to your conscious mind your conscious and not just your subconscious if you do this will then be aware of the problem which is the first step to fixing it the first step to fixing any problem quite obviously is being aware of it but if we surround ourselves with things which distract us from problems then how on earth can our conscious mind be aware of the problem you can then come up once you're aware of it you can then come up with a plan of action and preferably a written and detailed plan of action to help you sleep so if you if you come up with a detailed plan to you know to solve your problem then you're less likely to be worry uh, to worry one of the reasons why people worry so much is because they don't have a detailed plan to solve their problems so they 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 fixate of their problems and they have no plan to actually fix them so of course that's going to cause you stress if you're unorganized you don't have a plan then you're going to be stressed but, but that's more on a sort of conscious level but uh, but the more detailed your plan of action to fix your worries the, the more your worries will, sub- will subside and the better you'll be able to sleep so this is another way creating a detailed plan of action the more likely if you have one the, the more the, the better you'll be able to sleep because you're programming your subconscious to believe you've already solved your problem okay i say this all the time but your subconscious doesn't know the difference between fiction and reality so if you keep thinking about not the problem but you keep thinking about your plan to fix a problem then your subconscious starts to believe that you already have because the images that you're feeding it are congruent with a problem that's already been fixed because you're visualizing the solution not the problem there's an old quote in there i'm sure you know it i'm not going to go there i'm going to move on i actually did this recently visualizing you know i was i went into such detail about uh, visualizing um something which was a solution to a very stressful time, which I was going through until very recently. Although I didn't have a written plan, as I suggested that you perhaps should do, which probably would have been, it wasn't really congruent with the problem I was having. Um, but I didn't, but I didn't have a written plan. But nonetheless, nonetheless, I visualized the solution to my problem so much that it, I almost felt normal. I started going to sleep and I felt normal because I think I'd convinced my subconscious that I'd already solved the problem because I just kept visualizing the problem being solved and what my life would look like, you know, once this problem had been solved. 
The situation also resolved itself in exactly the way I'd been visualizing in excruciating detail. So exactly how I'd been visualizing the problem being solved is exactly what happened. You know, there, there's a quote that Nat Baroche, who's on Podomatic, if you're listening to this on Podomatic or on Spotify, he's on many other platforms. I listen to him regularly. Go and check him out because he's excellent. He inspired me to do these podcasts. He says what you think about, you bring about. So I thought I'd quote that because that's something he says. That's not something I've made up. But it's very true. And there is a lot of science behind why this would be, you know, if you're going through something, um, you visualizing the solution can cause you to do things or speak to people in ways which are congruent with that problem being resolved. Okay. So the more you visualize it, it's not that it just happens, you know, that does seem far fetched, but by doing it, you're causing your actions to be in alignment with that problem being solved, which are more likely to make a cause it to be solved okay there's there's i could talk about this at length but trust me there's been a lot of studies done on this uh perhaps you can't sleep due to noise this is a, an afterthought i had when i was coming up with some bullet points i was subjected to noise for six years due to antisocial neighbors um one of the reasons i moved to scotland is because my partner uh, well she owned her house the house that i live in now uh, she couldn't move in with me um partly because the noise was just horrendous okay i had these neighbors move in in 2010 the noise was horrific for six years and then i moved in with her in 2016 and i've been living with her ever since okay so partly you know if you've got noise going on and that's why you can't sleep then obviously that's kind of out of your to some extent it's out of your control but you know as people and in the interest of remaining positive we must always think of our lives as being within our control otherwise we feel helpless and that's going to make us feel negative so when the authorities refused to help me or even believe the noise diaries that i kept you know where i was documenting what these neighbors were actually doing i just i thought okay well i'm not going to get angry about this i i bought myself earbuds okay i bought earbuds that's another solution if the you know if you can't sleep due to noise most of the earbuds I bought, I found to be absolutely useless, uh, but I highly recommend the malleable silicon ones. So these silicon ones that you can get, I think I bought mine for £4.99. They were in a pack of three pairs and they're silicon. You can mold them to the shape of your ear. You just shove them in there, mold them about a bit until you can't hear anything. And these, they're not the most comfortable. They're not uncomfortable, but you know they're not as comfortable as not having earbuds in at all, but they did cut out you know, I could hear virtually nothing with these in, even if they were, you know, rattling about upstairs, these neighbors, I could hear virtually nothing. So highly recommend silicon earbuds. If you've tried the other ones, you've probably, you'd probably agree with me that they're a waste of time, but the silicon, silicon ones that you can mold, I highly recommend those ones. If you've tried the above and you still can't sleep, you can try chamomile tea. This was just an afterthought. I suppose this kind of ties in with diet. Uh, you can try chamomile tea or even CBD oil. I've tried chamomile tea before, before bedtime, which did seem to help. And I've heard that CBD oil can help as well. So um, recently I was doing some things. Um, I was doing more than usual on the computer. And I started to just, just for a, a couple of nights, I started to struggle to sleep again. Okay. This has just come to my mind now. And I found that chamomile tea did seem to relax me a bit. Again, I don't know whether that was the placebo effect, but the guy who has taught me to trade the financial markets, he apparently uses CBD oil and he recommends that as a way of, or he certainly did use it until a year ago. Uh, I, I watched one of his videos from a year ago. He recommended CBD oil. So you could try that as well. 
if all of the above fail and you still can't sleep, then speak, you know, if the positive thinking, if all of these things that I've suggested haven't helped, then speak to your doc- doctor because sleep is vital to your well-being. It's one of the most important things you can do, you know, with your you know, looking after yourself, your with positivity and diet in mind. The other p- most important thing which people overlook, especially in this day and age, is sleep. Sleep is vital to your well-being. And you can't let that, you know, your mood will deteriorate if you're not getting enough sleep. So speak to your doctor. If you've tried all these things, if you tried positive thinking and all these things that I've suggested, then speak to your de- doctor because life is too short, you know, to be feeling exhausted all the time. You're not going to be happy if you feel exhausted all the time. And my job is to make you feel as positive as possible. And so speak to your doctor if all else fails, because I want you to be positive. That's why I do these podcasts. But that is it from me for now, folks. I hope you've taken some value from today's show. And just a reminder that if you'd like to email me your queries or conundrums, then you can do so at stewysongs at gmail.com. That's S-T-E-W-Y-S-O-N-G-S at gmail.com. And as I said earlier, I will endeavor to tackle your problem or problems on a forthcoming show and give you my objective perspective. And if you would like to support my music career or merely check out my music, then I would greatly appreciate that. And you can do so via L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Stewie Songs. And as I said at the start of this show, both my email address and the web address should be listed in the description of this podcast. And depending on which platform you're listening to this via, they should both be clickable as well. But that is it for me for now, folks. I will be back tomorrow with another, another podcast. But for now, have a great day and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much for listening. And just to touch on it, if you would like to follow me or rate this podcast or share it with your friends, then I would greatly appreciate that. I believe that, you know, rating it and following me helps it rank in, helps me rank in search results. And I would like to, you know, affect as many people as possible with these shows that I do. And as I said, you can share it out, I think via WhatsApp and a whole range of platforms these days. So I'd greatly appreciate it if you could do that as well. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Have a great day and I will speak to you again soon.